Hello, sports fans. I'm coming to you live from the Kent State University with season two. Yes, right. You, yes, you heard that right. Season two, episode one of the Jack of All Trades Sports Podcast, presented by Unbranded Sports. We got a lot to talk about today. College football. Now, the last time I talked to you, the update about college football was that the MAC had canceled, and that I thought Power Five schools would cancel as well. And I was right. The Big Ten and the Pac-12 both canceled their seasons. However, there are rumors that the Big Ten is trying to play again. We're gonna get into that. MLB has had some great action over the last couple weeks nba playoffs just kicked off and the nhl playoffs are in round two so we got a lot to talk about but before we get to that this episode as always is brought to you by anchor anchor the easiest way to make a podcast it gives you creation tools editing tools and everything you need to make your very own podcast go to anchor.fm to get started today today is tuesday august 18th and college football we don't know what's going on. So last week, it was reported that the Big Ten and the Pac-12 both canceled their seasons. The Big Ten presidents apparently voted 12-2 to to cancel the college football season. I personally think they should cancel the season. I think it's not safe for anybody to play college football this fall. That's just my opinion. As a college student who sees what's going on right now on a college campus, I don't think there's any way they're going to be able to minimize the spread of the coronavirus if there's college football this fall and even if there is college football and even if there isn't college football this fall there there's going to be outbreaks all over the place from just what i've seen a short um three days here back on campus but anyway so the big 10 and pac-12 canceled their season but then it was reported um coaches like scott frost from nebraska coaches like ryan day from ohio state they both were like fighting for their players to play and rightfully so i mean the kids want to play it's their job to play right um so then it was reported by sir yacht so sir yacht is a tiktok guy um he's from ohio he makes a lot of cleveland-based tiktoks cleveland-based tweets he has his own podcast and um, he's a pretty successful guy he got twenty thousand followers but i don't think i i would be one to believe him when he reported news however he's reported a lot of news in the last week He's gotten mentioned on the Pat McAfee show, has gotten mentioned by Barstool Big Cat of Pardon My Take. So he's getting a lot of attention. So he said last week that the Big Ten Big Ten is still trying to play, that if if the Big Ten doesn't restart to play, that Ohio State will go to the ACC. So I don't know how true that is. But then yesterday he tweeted that the Big Ten would actually is actually going to play and that they're going to expect expected to make that announcement later this week. So we, um, the, the moral of the story with college football, we don't know what the heck is going on. We know that the SEC, ACC, and Big 12 think they're going to play still, but the Big 10 and the Pac-12 don't know. Um, so yeah, we don't know what's going on, but as of right now, the Big 10 and the Pac-12 have canceled their seasons. The coaches are trying to get them to play. The players are trying to get them to play. Um, Justin Fields of Ohio State created a petition that has about 300,000 signatures already for the kids to play. Um, Iowa parents and Ohio State parents both came together, wrote this letter to get the kids to try and play. So there's a lot going on in college football. If you want my opinion, I think they should go ahead, move it to January, finish it up in April, and then do the NFL draft in the same weekend. I think make it a six to eight game season. I think that's the solution for college football to happen relatively soon, the soonest that I think it can. But I don't think it can happen this fall. And as of right now, the Big Ten and the Pac-12 don't think so either. But that could change. So make sure to follow me on Twitter at the Jack Bernie. Um, follow 
us on Instagram at umbrella.sports, and we will update you on the uh, um, on what's going on in college football as soon as we have that info. Moving on to Major League Baseball. So there was a lot that happened in Major League Baseball this week, and I'm going to start with the top story from last night's game. So the Padres took on the Rangers last night, and the Padres absolutely blew out the Rangers. Um, I don't know what the final score was off the top of my head, but it was at least a 10-run lead. Let's take a look here. MLB app is a clutch app. I think it's the best out of the three major sports leagues, NFL, um, MLB, NBA. I think the MLB app is by far the best. So let's see. Let's see. Yeah, so the Padres won last night 14-4. to Yeah, 10-run lead. They won 14-4. to um, They killed it. Fernando Tatis had two home runs. He leads the league in home runs. Man, that dude is NL MVP worthy right now. That dude is so fun to watch. Fernando Tatis, one of the best young players in baseball, only 21 years old. I think he's the second best player in baseball right now behind Mike Trout. And that's saying something. But anyway, Fernando Tatis got a lot of criticism yesterday because... Um, it was in the eighth inning. The bases were loaded. Um, he was in a 3-0 count, and he swung on the 3-0 pitch, hit a grand slam, absolutely crushed it into the right field um, seats. He hit a grand slam on a 3-0 pitch. And the Texas Rangers manager came out after the game and said, it's an unwritten rule. You don't swing on 3-0 with a huge lead, yada, yada, yada. Basically things of that nature. And even um, the San Diego Padres manager said something to that effect. And I'm sitting here going, what? You're criticizing a player for actually trying? See, see. normally when a player gets criti- criticized, it's because he's not trying. It's because he doesn't run out of ground ball. It's because he's lazy. It's because um, he runs in slow or he, run- he, run- he doesn't run through a ground ball. He doesn't run to first base. He runs in slow from the outfield. He lollygags his way around the infield. He lollygags his way to first base, you know? But this guy got criticized for hitting a 3-0 pitch and hitting it for a home run and driving his driving his teammates in that's ridiculous to me and I think it's just it, it, people are saying it's an unwritten rule of baseball you don't swing on 3-0 with a big lead my unwritten rule of baseball is throw a better pitch on 3-0 don't let the count get to 3-0 walk the guy if you think he's gonna hit a home run I know in this case the bases are loaded but dude honestly if you're if you're getting mad that he hit a 3-0 pitch out of the ballpark that means you needed to throw a better pitch on 3-0 and that you shouldn't have let you shouldn't have let the count get to 3-0 in the first place. That's just my take on it. But Fernando Tatis, man, he is – him and Juan Soto are the NL MVP favorites. Speaking of Juan Soto, um, Juan Soto won NL Player of the Week. He hit, I think, five homers this week. He's been on a tear since he's gotten off the um, COVID-19 reserve list. And the Nationals have been winning a little more because of it. That's great to see. Juan Soto, obviously, him and Fernando Tatis. I'm telling you right now, ladies and gentlemen, those two are the future of the league. Both under 23 years old. They are the future of the league. I'm telling you right now. In about five years, when we're talking about the best player, we're going to be talking about Fernando Tatis Jr. and Juan Soto. Other big stories around baseball. Oh, the Reds. So the Cardinals started playing again this weekend. So we thought, oh. There's not going to be another team that gets a COVID outbreak, right? Wrong. The Reds have a COVID outbreak, even though they only have one positive test right now. So they are pending test results, but they've already had one seri- two series canceled. So it was the Reds-Pirates series over the weekend got canceled, and the Reds-Royals game tonight got postponed. So, yeah, the Reds have one positive test. Um, they haven't played in about five days, so that's something to keep an eye on there. But 29 out of 30 teams in the MLB – do not have coronavirus. One of them does. So that's a good sign. 
But still, we need to get it to 30 for 30 teams or else this season is going to be hard to complete on time. Um, the Indians are doing better, I'm happy to report. The Indians swept the Tigers. They love playing the Tigers. The Indians have 20 straight wins against the Tigers. That's um, the second longest streak in MLB history against a single opponent. Franmil Reyes is absolutely mashing the ball. He had three home runs in that Tigers series. Over his last nine games, he's hitting above 400 with, like, nine homers and, like, almost 20 RBIs. The dude's on a tear. Franmil Reyes started hitting. Lindor started hitting over the weekend. Ramirez got a home run. Everybody was hitting, and it was great to see. But, obviously, the Indians are still without Mike Clevenger and Zach Plesak due to the coronavirus outbreak. Um, due to Not the outbreak. Due to their them risking their the safety of the teammates um, with, with going out in Chicago. And Clevenger and Plesak were actually optioned to... Um, the Lake County alternate site, and they're after a team meeting. That, so this could potentially impact their service time. So if Clevenger is down for 20 days, the Indians get another year of service time, and his free agency doesn't happen until another year than it was supposed to. So that's pretty interesting there. And Plesak would also get an early year of arbitration if the Indians keep him down there long enough. But, yeah, the teammates were pissed at them for risking the health and safety of their, their families and of them. And Oliver Perez, and the Indians reliever, actually threatened to opt out if Plesak and Clevenger remained on the active roster. Yeah, so that's crazy. That's what's going on there. But the Indians are playing well. They're like a game out of first place. So that's good to see as well. Looking at the standings around baseball, the Twins are one and a half games up on the Indians. Um, the Yankees and the Rays finally are on top of the AL East. Um, the, the Astros have won five straight. They're playing well. I hate to say it. And the Dodgers are on a tear. Mookie Betts had three home runs in a game this week. He um, tied the MLB record for the most games with three home runs. Looking at the series this week, the Indians play the Pirates. That should be a good series for the Indians, hopefully. Rockies-Astros is an entertaining series to watch. Obviously, we're going to keep an eye on that Padres-Rangers series with um, with Fernando Tatis and that whole situation. Rays-Yankees, the battle for the AL East is on top. And the Nationals-Braves is another good series to watch. But yeah, that's all we got for baseball. And um, I'm trying to think of what else. Um, we're going to talk some NFL real quick, and then we're going to go to break, talk about NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. So the NFL resumed training camp. And um, Nick Chubb for the Browns is already on concussion protocol because he got hit by Mac Wilson in practice. Come on, bro. Mac Wilson, what are you doing? Why are you hitting our best player in practice? Why is he in concussion protocol the first practice you can do with full tri- full pads? That should not be happening. Come on, Mac Wilson. You got to be better than that. We need Nick Chubb to compete. But what I've seen from Browns practice, Baker Mayfield is skinny. He went on a diet. That's good for the Browns. Um, Kareem Hunt has been running really well against the defense. The defense, though, has looked better than the offense at, at camp, which is good because we always talk about the offense, the offense, the offense. OBJ Jarvis, they're so good. But then we see the defense, and the defense is performing better than the offense, and that's a good thing to see. Um, OBJ and Jarvis have looked absolutely healthy and absolutely dominant, and that is what the Browns need. OBJ had a couple one-handed catches. Jarvis caught a 60-yard touchdown. It is great, great, great to see. All right, 
so yeah, that's what's going on in the NFL. I'm trying to think of other things in the NFL, any injury news. Gerald McCoy tore his ACL for the Cowboys. That's a big blow for the Cowboys defense. Um, but other than that, I don't think there's much going on around the NFL. So we are going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the NHL and the NBA playoffs and um, a lot, lot more. So please stay with us. And welcome back to part two of season two, episode one of the Jack of All Trades sports podcast presented by Unbranded Sports. The NBA playoffs are in full swing. They started yesterday and boy, oh boy, there were some great performances. Donovan Mitchell scored 57 points, the third most points ever scored in an NBA playoff game, and they still lost. That's right. They obviously were without Mike Conley. They lost in overtime 135-125 to to the Denver Nuggets, but nevertheless, Donovan Mitchell had a great performance, 57 points. The Nuggets get the win behind Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic. Dude, I'm telling you, this series has the potential to be a great one, and I think the Jazz could have the potential to upset the Nuggets, and here's why. You look at the matchups. Mitchell going up against Jamal Murray. I give that advantage to Mitchell. Yo, um, Gobert versus Jokic, I think it's a toss-up. And then you got Mike Conley going against the Nuggets two-guard. That's another toss-up. And I just think the Jazz have the talent that can beat this Nuggets squad. And But I definitely think the Nuggets have a chance, too. I think this series is going seven. I'm going to say it right now. I think this series is going seven. Based on the last two games I've seen these t- teams play, Obviously, the one was last night, 135-125, overtime win for the Nuggets. And the other one was a couple weeks ago, 134-132, Nuggets win in double overtime. It's two of the best games I've seen all year have happened in the span of two weeks. And that's that's why I think this series could go seven. But Donovan Mitchell drops 57 points in the loss. Nuggets take a 1-0 lead in that one. Moving on to the second game that was played on the day, the Raptors and the Nets. And the Raptors were up 33 points going into the second half, and it looked like the Nets were dead in the water. But the Nets came back, caught the deficit to nine, but only to run out of gas at the end as the Raptors start their their quest to repeat with a 134-110 um, beating of the Brooklyn Nets. Um Taking a look at the stat line from that one to see who balled out in that game. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Yeah, I think, yeah, Fred Van Fleet, 30 points. The dude can play in playoff games. I keep telling people this. They say, who's the best clutch time player in the Raptors? I say Fred Van Fleet. They're like, really? I'm like, watch the playoffs last year. Fred Van Fleet, 30 points, 11 assists in game one of this series. Serge Ibaka had 22 for the Nets, who played well for the Nets? Joe Harris had 19, and um, Luawu had 26 off the bench, but it was not enough as the Nets do lose game one. The, then it went to the other Eastern Conference series, which was the 76ers and the Celtics. They seemed to play each other every year in the playoffs, and the Celtics got the best of the Ben Simmons-less 76ers as um, Jason Tatum was balling out in this playoff game, 32 points, 13 rebounds for Jason Tatum. Jalen Brown, the other guy of that duo, had 29 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists. And the Celtics get the win, 109-101. Joel Embiid in the loss had 26 points and 16 rebounds. So, yeah, the, the Boston, Boston takes a 1-0 series lead in that one. I think that series is going 6. I think Philly can compete. I think, actually, this is a hot take, but I think Philadelphia is better without Ben Simmons and with just Joel Embiid. So, I think it's going to be a good series. And maybe the best game on the day, actually, the second best game on the day happened 
as the nightcap as the Mavericks took on the Clippers. The Clippers took an 18-2 lead within the first five minutes of this game, and everybody was saying, oh, the Clippers' defense, it's so great. The Clippers are the team of destiny. But then something weird happened. The Mavericks' offense woke up, and the Mavericks took a lead into halftime. Luka Doncic scored 42 points in this game. And it was the most points ever scored in a game in your first playoff game. Shout out to Luka Doncic. And I've been telling people, keep an eye on this Mavs Clippers series. I can see this series going seven if the Clippers aren't careful. Because Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis has been the best duo in the NBA bubble. But yeah, Luka Doncic had 14, 42 points, 9 assists last night. Kawhi Leonard had a good game, 29 points, 12 rebounds, and 6 assists. And the Clippers did edge the Mavericks 118-110, to 110, but not without controversy. As in the late third quarter, Kristaps Porzingis, the, the Mavericks superstar, was ejected due to getting his second technical foul, and it was a tacky foul, if that. So what happened was Marcus Morris shoved um, Luka Doncic after a play, and Kristaps was just protecting Luka. And then they teed both Morris and Luka, um, Kristaps up, and they threw Kristaps out of the game. LeBron, Dirk Nowitzki, Pat Mahomes, a lot of stars around the sports world thought it was a bogus ejection, and I thought it was too. I don't think you can do that in a playoff game. I don't think you can directly impact the playoff game like that. And I just think it wasn't, it, it was a bad look for the NBA. But I think this series has the potential to be competitive. Um, Paul George also had 27 points in that game. So yeah, the games from yesterday, Nuggets over the Jazz, Raptors over the Nets, Celtics over the Sixers, Clippers over the Mavericks. And we got a full slate of NBA action, NBA playoff action today, starting in a little over two hours at 1.30. The Bucks and the Magic. Um, game one of that series. Pacers Heat, that's an intriguing series. That kicks off at 4. Thunder and Rockets at 6.30. And then the Trailblazers and the Lakers tonight at 9. I'm going to give you picks for these games because why not? Um, Bucks, I'm going to take them over the Magic in four games, honestly. Pacers, I'm going to take the Heat over the Pacers in six games. Thunder over the Rockets in seven games. I'm going to take them tonight as well. And I'm going to take the Lakers over the Blazers in five. Those are my picks for the series. As of tonight's games, I got the Bucks, I got the Heat, I got the Rockets, actually, and then I got the Lakers. Those are my picks for tonight's NBA games. Yeah, those are that's all the updates on the NBA. Moving on to the NHL. So the NHL had a lot of good games yesterday. Tampa Bay beat the Blue Jackets 2-1. They lead that series 3-1. Colorado Avalanche killed the Coyotes yesterday, 7-1. The Bruins came back from a 3-0 deficit against the Carolina Hurricanes to make it a 3-1 lead for them in that series, and they won 4-3. And the Blues um, tied the series against the Canucks, winning that game 3-1. Tonight, we got some good games in the NHL. An elimination game for the Washington Capitals, as the New York Islanders lead that one 3-0. The Blackhawks are down 3-1 to the Vegas Golden Knights. They play tonight. The Flyers and the Canadians, um, the Flyers look to take a commanding 3-1 lead in that series tonight. And the Stars and Flames are all knotted up at 2. I'm going to give you picks for these games real quick. I've got the Flyers over the Canadians. I'm going to take the Stars over the Flames. I'm going to take the Capitals over the Islanders. I don't think the Capitals get swept. And I'm going to take the Golden Knights to advance versus the Blackhawks. So yeah, that's what we got there. All right. And I think that's all the time we have for today's episode. Thank you so much for watching. Um it was a little short 
a little bit of a short episode today, but I talked about all the major sports and what I wanted to talk about. Thank you so much for listening. Follow us on Instagram at unbranded.sports. Check out our um, website um, at unbrandednews.net. Please stay safe, wash your hands, help stop the spread of coronavirus, and make sure you get out and vote in November and vote early starting in October. Um, Yeah, that's all I have for today, and I'll see you on the flip side. Thank you so much for listening.